Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. This is a chance for local people or people with a local connection to sit down and talk about what is going on with them in the Fishers community. This is a part of my local Fishers Indiana News blog that began in January of 2012. I started these podcasts in 2016 and have been going ever since. Now, here's the latest edition of the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm at the Ignite Space uh, on the lower level of the Hamilton East Library in downtown Fishers. Uh, There's all sorts of artsy things you can do here. We're in the AV room where television and audio productions are often done. If you'd like to know more about the Ignite Space, come to the Hamilton East Library. Go to the lower level, the Ignite area, and one of the librarians would be happy to give you a tour and explain what all is here. Today we're with uh, Brittany Rayburn. Brittany is the new executive director for the Youth Mentoring Initiative. It's been around since 2008 in Fishers. It's a fixture in the nonprofit community here. So, Brittany, uh, welcome. It's great to have you here on one of my podcasts. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. I uh, know that you are new to uh, the Youth Mentoring Initiative, but you are not new to the nonprofit sector. So let me start off just by asking you to talk a little bit about yourself and, and your background. Sure, absolutely. Um, so as you said, the nonprofit sector is certainly not new to me. Um, I've been in this space for a little over a decade now. Um, spent the first 10 years of my career um, with the Central Indiana Community Foundation and their affiliate, the Hamilton County Community Foundation, um, doing a variety of things, um, grant making and scholarship work as a community leadership officer for about six years, and then most recently, Recently, I spent four years as the director of development, um, so raising donor dollars and working with donors in our community. Um, but all throughout my tenure there, always had a passion for local nonprofits, um, especially here in Hamilton County. Um, and so have been familiar with YMI um, for a very long time and um, was really honored to be able to take this position earlier this year. That's great to hear. I, uh, I remember... Oh, gosh, I guess it was about a year or so ago when I, ta- when I talked to Allison Gatz, who was the previous executive director, and I talked to her a couple of times on podcasts, and I remembered what happened, and, and I don't know if you were in the nonprofit sector at that time, the a period around 2008, 2009, uh, when we had the Great Recession, oh, yes. and lots of nonprofits really got hurt badly. There were far fewer dollars donor dollars out there and what was out there it was it was a pretty tough lift to get that money and a lot of uh, nonprofits either just went away or slimmed back to nothing with the hope to get back later so when i was talking a year or so ago it was like okay here are we going through this again with the pandemic so i before we get into why am i just as someone who's been in this nonprofit world for quite a while uh, do you think the nonprofit sector has emerged? Of course, the pandemic's not gone. I mean, we sure. have to admit that. But do you think the nonprofits have survived this difficult period? Yeah, you know, the one thing I can say um, is we've been incredibly. Um, 
blessed by our donor community and our funding community. Um, I will say over the last um, year and a half since this pandemic began, um, we've really seen a rallying of um, community members and funders to really support the nonprofit community. Um, There's been a lot of um, generous grants and individual donations um, because I think everyone was just ready to lend a helping hand and help in any way that they that they could. Um, and so I think that we're seeing a slightly different situation than what we did um, with the Great Recession back in 08. Um, but certainly nonprofits, um, we always like to say that we're, we're good at pivoting. Um, so we've, we've certainly had to, to see that um, here again over the last year and a half. But I really do think that we're in a different position than what we were um, you know, 13 years ago. And, and, and that's in large thanks to um, the versatility of nonprofit staff and um, the commitment to our donors and supporters in the community. I'm going to talk a little more about that later. Uh, but it's always a good idea, I think, just to remind people what, what YMI is all about. We've had podcasts and I've had news stories about this before, but people are new to the community. We continue to grow. People come in and out. So we always have, have new members of the community who may not know much about what you do. Uh, this, As I mentioned before, your organization has been around since 2008 when it was established by Darren Heil. Mm-hmm. So uh, just tell us, uh, for one who maybe is not familiar with YMI, explain what you do. Sure, of course. Um, so it's our mission to partner with the Hamilton Southeastern School Corporation and provide specialized mentor programs for those students in those school systems or in those school, uh, in those school buildings. Um, we only work with HSE schools. We're Fishers-based. Um, we really believe in the youth of this city and, and uh, in really giving back to them. Um, we're currently in nine school buildings here in the district, all of the intermediate, junior highs, and both high schools. Um, And we have just under 200 matches that are currently um, going strong. And so um, these are local community members who have stepped up and said, I want to support um, a Fisher's youth and I want to give back. And, and, you know, really what we hear is um, for these students, it's just someone that they can talk to, another caring adult in their life. Um, And so certainly each um, um, mentor and mentee pair um, have different goals and may you know talk about and discuss different things. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just another caring adult in the life of a youth. I want you to expand on that a little bit because uh, you, although you obviously have your own staff and board of directors and donors, yeah. I think the, the bulk of what you do is the volunteer core that you have. I, I would like you to talk a little more about how heavily you depend on those volunteers, uh, you know, a little more about what they do. You've touched on that already, but uh, talk a little more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like many nonprofits, our volunteers are the lifeblood of our organization. We could not do what we do without them. Um, And so the sort of volunteer mentor description, if you will, um, is simply an hour a week that a mentor agrees to go into a school building. We're school-based mentoring, so um, our core program happens during the school day, um, and the mentor goes in for between 30 and 60 minutes, sort of depending on school schedules, um, and meets with with that student. Um, at some of the younger levels, they could be playing games and that's the, you know, that's the easiest way to get maybe a fifth or sixth grader to open up and, and talk. Um, for a high school student, um, they may really need to engage in a, in a conversation. And so it's, you know, sitting across the table from one another and talking about life and uh, maybe some struggles or some celebrations. And, you know, mentors are really with their students throughout that school year to, to, to both celebrate and to, to work on some hard issues as well. 
Yeah, I just I've, I've talked to some of the people who do volunteer, and that's exactly the way they describe it mm -hmm. to, to me. If you're when you look out on the community, what qualities do you, as an organization, look for when you're looking at someone who wants to be a volunteer? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, really, we just want someone who is is willing to listen to a student, is willing to um, go in and talk, share experiences from their own life that maybe can help. You know, when we're doing our, uh, when we're matching mentors and mentees, we look at shared life experiences and we look at, um, you know, personality traits and interests that are similar. Um, so we are always looking for a variety of mentors that can, you know, share their, um, share their experiences with a student. Um, you know, Certainly, we want someone um, who's can be kind and empathetic with a student. Um, you know, we'll take care of all of those, you know, background checks and and reference checks and things of that nature. Um, but we're we're really just looking for for volunteers who are willing to invest in the lives of kids. And as I as I recall, uh, I think what you really at, you you could do more if you wish, but you're asking for just basically one hour a week. Is exactly. that right? Is that yeah. still the case? That is the case. That is the case. Um, we have a lot of really dedicated mentors that um, take on a couple different mentees or students throughout the year. Um, so certainly, you know, if you're invested in our program and you love what we're doing and you have the flexibility um, in your schedule and would like to be matched with multiple students, we can certainly do that. Um, um, but yeah, one one hour a week is is really what we ask for. I looked on your website and uh, I saw a figure there that that stuck out that said you have I think this is a general figure six hundred students in the HSE system that could use a mentor. How do you identify yeah. these students? Yeah, absolutely. So most students are referred by school staff, um, guidance counselor, principal, perhaps a teacher, um, someone who recognizes that, hey, this kid could just use a little extra support. They could really, you know, maybe they're going through something tough at home or um, they're struggling with um, some anxiety at school. You know, we're seeing a lot coming out of this past year and a half of um, students who uh, just weren't socially connected over the last year and a half. Um, and so a lot of our mentors are working on those issues with, with their students. Um, and so a lot, like I said, are, are referred, about 50% are referred by, by school staff. Um, another approximately quarter of our referrals come from parents or guardians. Um, this is relatively new, um, but we have parents and guardians who refer their students just because you know something's going on at home or maybe their student... Um, is sort of flying under the radar at school and, you know, maybe hasn't um, shown up uh, to a teacher as, as in need, but maybe, you know, mom or dad is getting, is hearing something from the student that really says, you know, I really think that they could benefit talking to someone or, you know, maybe there's a life situation going on at home, you know, parents are getting divorced or maybe there was a death in the family or, or something that, you know, could just, um, it could benefit a student to, to have someone else to talk to. I was wondering if there was um if there's a science or a or some sort of um system that you use to try to match up the potential volunteers with the student. How do you go about doing that? Yeah, so I would say it's an art and a science. Um, we do have both students and mentors complete an application where um, they list out some of their common interests and, um, you know, a little bit on their on their life experience. Um, but 
so and all of that sort of goes into a database and a spreadsheet, and we're able to to that's the science behind it. We're able to you know find out um, who just wouldn't be a great match together or who might be. But then from there, um, our staff interviews mentors and our staff interviews the students, and so we really think we can get a lot out of talking face to face with our applicants, and that uh, that's the art behind it. And that knowledge is is how we can make a more appropriate uh, match, and uh, we we. We've seen success with with that um, that system. A lot of our matches, you know, we ask them to continue at least for a year, but many continue on beyond that. Well, the reason I ask that is, you know, it seems that a lot of uh, organizations use some kind of computer program. You're, you've tried to use the human touch for yes. the most part. Yes, absolutely. I, I, it's it's a blend. Um, certainly, there you know there is some. Um, some computer system, you know, database behind it. But really, you just can't replace that human interaction and that human touch. Well, before we we have a lot to talk about, but before we get too far into this, uh, you are about to conduct uh, your biggest annual fundraising event. It's we the are. Ma- it's the Mayor's Breakfast. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, September 2nd, the morning of September 2nd, we will be at the Heritage Gardens at the historic Ambassador House um, at 7 o'clock a.m. Um, so come out before you start your work day or your school day and, and join us. Um, it'll be a morning filled with um, inspiring stories of mentors and mentees in the past. Um, we'll have um, just a great time focusing on the impact of YMI and how you can get involved moving forward. Um, it is the annual Mayor's Breakfast, so obviously Mayor Fadness will be joining us. We're also excited to have Dr. Stokes, the new superintendent of HSC schools, with us as well that morning. It's going to say if uh, my experience has been, if you want a who's who around Fishers, you go to the mayor's breakfast because you you have all all of the major players uh, right yes. under that one, and that's a gorgeous setting, Heritage Absolutely. Gardens. Absolutely, yep. So Thursday before Labor Day, um, the weather should be perfect. Um, we're we're hoping at least um, outdoor space, and it is. You're right; it's just it's beautiful there, and um, we always get a, a great um, guest list. So we're we're really excited for this year. Even if it is a hot day, you're there early, and that's it's not right. you're not in the worst uh, part of the day. But, but that no, I, is right. That was one of my favorite things to ever go to the mayor's breakfast. Just walk around and talk to people. Well, thanks uh, for saying that. Well, no, it, it's it's true. I mean, there are other events too, but that's one of them uh, throughout the year that uh, the mayor's breakfast and so, and that will be an opportunity for uh, people to. Uh, donate absolutely. to your organization. Sure. Uh, talk about how that works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're selling sponsorships to that event. Um, you know, a, a, a table sponsor, if you will, is uh, $1,250. That gets you eight seats. So um, you and your coworkers or friends that you want to invite to learn more about YMI, it's a great opportunity. Um, we also sell individual tickets. Um, so those are on sale as well if, if, you're willing, if you're wanting to just check out YMI. And certainly through Throughout the event, um, there'll be opportunities to give if, if you're so moved to do so. Um, but it's really, it's a like I said, it's a great event to look, come and learn more about YMI, to be inspired by the work that we do, to learn more about some of um, our, our actual stories of impact and change. Um, I think that hearing a firsthand story and testimonial um, of a program is, is always the, the most compelling. And so if you're looking for an inspiring morning, please join us on September 2nd. Yes, I've had the, the chance to, to be there for several of them. And, yes. But it's exactly what, what you've just described. Um, I want to ask about this because I talked a little bit about the Great Recession and COVID, but if you just look at at COVID itself, um, 
and you've looked at the numbers, I'm sure. Has that impacted fundraising, or have you been able to keep things fairly steady? Or what? What is your view, as particularly as it impacts YMI? Mm-hmm. Has that impacted the fundraising yeah, operation? You- it has. Um, I will say there were a lot of specialized, um, specific COVID response grants that were enacted as part of the pandemic, and uh, YMI benefited from a handful of those. Um, but I think overall, um, you know, fundraising um, always is um, is changing in regards to current events, and so I think coming out of um, the pandemic will really be um, a bigger test to, to, to fundraising. Um, I think it's going to be more um, emerging from the pandemic as opposed to, to current, you know, it, while we're in it. And the pandemic has also, I'm sure, impacted uh, your organization in many other ways. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm sure in the past year, year and a half, uh, in person, because you haven't been there, you've just been there about a little over a month now yes. as, as the executive director. But I'm sure if you've talked to your staff, there have been very few in person staff meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in person staff meetings, um, we're really, really glad to be back together in person. Um, we've been able to do that, you know, since I came on board this summer. But even more so, I, I want to highlight the um, amazing resiliency of our staff and volunteers over the past year and a half. Um, for a large portion of last year, all mentors touring was virtual. Um, and so our staff took on a tremendous um, workload of, you know, setting up virtual meetings and making sure that um, both the mentors and the students had, um, you know, Wi-Fi and, and video, you know, similar issues that a lot of schools were, were dealing with um, during that time and making sure that students were able to be learning virtually. Mentoring was much the same way. Um, and I think, by and large, um, our mentors and our students were glad to continue mentoring. It was sort of um, the best that we could do last year, um, but certainly uh, most are ready to get back in person. Um, we were back in the schools by the end of, of last year, and our, our that is our plan this year moving forward is to be in the schools as much as possible face-to-face mentoring. You know, before the pandemic, how many of us even knew how to how to use Zoom? Or some of the other, that's right. the most common. There are a lot of other platforms that people are using, but yes. Zoom is the most common one. And I would have to think that among your mentors, there are probably many of them who are tech savvy, but in a lot of cases, I'm sure the student is more tech savvy than the mentor. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, technology is um, provides some opportunity, but also provides some challenges. And so I think we saw both last year. Well, and you're able to get through it, and people are are meeting in person again. Yes. I want to talk about your website. I did take a look at it again. Sure. Uh, I've looked at it before, before we record this, and in preparation for our discussion. And it's ymionline.org. And I have to give you credit. I think it's a very well-organized uh uh, a website. Tell us what people can find there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, thank you for those kind words. That was, you know, all set up before I got before I got here. But um, we'll certainly thank you on behalf of our organization. Um, on our website, you're going to find some um, general information about mentoring, what it is. Um, if you're interested in stepping up and mentoring um, in a school building this year, there's information on um, how to fill out our application, um, who to contact if you just like to talk about that opportunity. 
um, certainly I'm willing to have a conversation about it at any time. Um, you'll also find information um, if you want to recommend a student um, to be mentored. Um, all that information can be found on there. Um, certainly the you know logistics of our, our staff and our board, you can you can find out um, who you'd be working with, with, with at YMI um, on that website. Um, and then I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we also have a space that you can donate online on our website um, and also some more information about our um, upcoming events. So right now, obviously, the mayor's breakfast being first and foremost. You know, you touched on this before, and, and you, you talked about how many of these these students are referred to you for mentors. Are, uh, and, and most of them, I would think, would be would be staff or family members. Are there other people maybe who are just friends or um, other people who may not have that connection who still make that uh, contact with you? Yeah, occasionally. You know, it could be um, maybe it's a church youth leader or a sports coach or, um, you know, we've even had a handful of students who have self-referred um, and just know that they could benefit from the program. So, um you know, the, the school staff and the uh, parent uh, referral are our two primary sources of referral, but um, we will, uh, we see referrals from, from other ways as well. I also uh, d- decided to take a look at your staff. I, I'll say one thing, people who work in the nonprofit sector uh, don't do it for the money. Uh, they are often paid, but yes. that doesn't mean that they're 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 making a lot of money. But you do have some pretty dedicated staff members, and I'm sure as a new executive director with staff that's been there longer than you, you depend heavily on them. So talk about your staff. Yes, absolutely. Um, I could not do what I do every day without our staff. Um, so huge shout out to them for sure. Um, we have a program director, uh, Mindy, who is um, fabulous at running our running our core program in the schools and um, has some great ideas for how we can operationalize some things and and uh, and work um, just Im- improve our, our core program and process. Um, Terry is our administrator and is um, really that that um, person that can make sense of all of our operations. And so um, we certainly depend on her a lot too. And then uh, we have two campus coordinators right now. We are hiring a few more here very quickly. Um, but Christy and Amy are, um, we're with us uh, last year as well, um, so saw sort of where we were all through COVID um, and really are excited to get back into their schools. Um, they weren't able to even meet a lot of their mentors face-to-face um, due to COVID, so really are excited to um, to have that opportunity to do more this year. Also uh, decided to take a look at your board of directors. I know most of them, not all. Uh, sure. Of course, Joe Eaton, I know, who is the president yes. of your board, and I know uh, a number of them, Ashley Elrod, mm-hmm. who does uh, media relations for the city. Yes. And and I won't go into all the others. I'll miss somebody if I go into <laughs> and even your ex officio members. I, I know some of them. So yes. talk about how important it is to have board members that are tied into the community the way yours are. Absolutely. Um, we have an amazing board. Um, everyone is so well connected. Um, they believe in the mission of YMI and the work that we're trying to do here in Fishers. Um, and that's just, um, I can't ask for anything 
anything more. Um, the board is very willing to engage in fundraising and in you know program improvements. And um, you know if if I have a request or, or an ask, uh, the board is ready and willing to step up and and do that. So um, they're a, they're a great working board. Fulfill a number of responsibilities on our committees. Um, and I really just can't speak highly enough of the group that we have. Well, since you're a new executive director, I mean, obviously you've been in a number of nonprofits and, and worked closely with them and knew something about YMI before uh-huh. you came yeah. on board. So now that you've been there more than a month, excuse me, more than a month, uh, anything surprised you? Anything that you found out maybe you did not expect uh, to find out? Oh, well, you know, um, I think there's always things that you learn um, as a new executive director, sort of as your um uh, just being brought up to speed. But really, I think I've been um, pleasantly surprised by the support that this program has in our schools and in our community at large. I think that is the um, – I knew that the support was there, but I don't think I realized um, – how supportive our community is of our program. And I think that's just a testament to our volunteer mentors and the work that we're doing. Um, I've taken the opportunity over um, the past month to introduce myself to a lot of, to uh, almost all of the schools, school buildings that we're in. Um, the administration all has great things to say about our program and how supportive they are um, of anything that we need. And so that's just been wonderful. Um, our board, obviously, great uh, great supporters of the organization. Um, and as as we're fundraising for this breakfast, I'm learning how much the community supports us as well, um, both financially, but also um, in person as, as a volunteer as well. So um, I've been very pleasantly surprised as I've uh, sort of gotten on board here the last four to five weeks. Well, our time's about up. Uh, I've tried to ask a number of questions. Is there anything you'd like to add, anything you'd like to say before we wrap this up? No, you know, I just really want to thank you for this opportunity. And um, to everyone listening, if um, if there's ever an opportunity that you'd like to talk more about mentoring or how you can get involved with YMI, um, I would love to meet you and have that conversation. And the best way to do that is through the website, or is there other is there other, are there other ways to contact your yeah, organization? Yeah, the website the website's probably the easiest. Um, you can find my contact information there, and we can set up a time to time to chat. Brittany Rayburn is the new executive director for the Youth Mentoring Initiative. It's a, a nonprofit based here in Fishers, as uh, Brittany has explained, uh, providing mentors for students at the Hamilton Southeastern Schools. It really takes in even more than the city of Fishers, but it takes in the entire city of Fishers. So, uh, Brittany Rayburn, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to join you. Thanks for listening to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. If you like the podcast, please let others know. You can find it on most platforms where you go for podcasts. Just search using this phrase, Podcasts by Larry Lannan, L-A-N-N-A-N. Also, if you listen on a platform such as iTunes, please take a moment, rate and comment on my podcast series. So thanks for listening, and please be safe and be kind. Mm-hmm.